Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066. Welcome to Black and White, a conversation with Dan Perkins. It's time to bring all of us together to talk about the issues that concern us. It's time to hear from people who want to deal with only the facts, and it's time for you as Americans to re-engage in your right of freedom of speech. It's time for you to join me in the conversation on Blacks and Whites. Welcome back to Black and White. We have a very special guest today, prominent Republican, former candidate for governor of the state of Arizona, Carrie Lake. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Dan. It's good to be with you, Dan. So I was explaining to Carrie before we had a little technical difficulty, how much I admired her tenacity and her leadership to help people understand that you have to fight for your freedom every day. And I've been, I'll be 78 years old in two weeks and uh, uh, people, a lot of Republicans that I know just give up and you didn't give up. And I think that's a leadership quality we need desperately in the country, but also in the Republican party. So thank you for, for being who you are. Well, thank you, Dan. That is so nice. And I, the, the option, option to walk away, I just, I just think that was an option. And I, it is not, not option because if we walk away from another uh, uh, victory and corrupt election, election, we lose our country. And right. it was painful to have that victory stolen. You know, everyone knows what, ha what happened in Arizona. And there were a couple moments when I thought this is going to be too big of a battle. I don't, know if I have the energy to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about the good people of Arizona. And, uh, and if I don't fight for them at this moment, I'm the candidate. Can if I don't fight, who I know? They're stuck. Even though they want to fight, they're stuck, stuck out a battle to fight in. And so we're still working on it. We've got an appeal. They're trying to sue me now for speaking out about elections. And I will, I will fight head on. We just need to uh, not sur surrender more hills because we've surrendered far too many. And because of that, we're losing our country. Right. I had a, I've, a lot of people, when I told them that you were hopefully going to be on the show, they wanted, there's, everybody had the same question they want to ask me to ask you. So I'm going to ask you that question. Okay. If you don't want to answer it, that's fine. But people would like to see you as the Republican vice presidential nominee. <laughs> if Mr. If Mr. Trump were to win the nomination for president and he picked up the phone and called you, would you serve? Well, I have been asked that question before. I, I absolutely adore President Trump. I am doing, I'm doing everything to make sure he gets in the White House. I believe he won in 2020 in a big way. And uh, because we didn't address the corruption in our elections, we've been saddled with a traitor. Joe Biden in the White House, who's destroying our country, and he's got the world teetering, teetering on war three. And so I'm going to do everything in my power 
to get President Trump elected. We are friends. We are we are we have a really good relationship. He was incredibly helpful and somebody I could I could lean during the campaign and and continue to be able to lean on him despite what the fake news talks about with us. He's an incredible man and an incredible fighter. I am absolutely focused on my court case right now. I want to reform our elections because I want to see him get back in office. And I want I want to see that, that happen with fair elections. I'm also considering running, running for the state's Senate. And we have an opportunity to pick up a Senate seat in here in Arizona. So I have a, I have irons in the fire. I would never, never say on something like that, but I am focused on my appeal appeal here in Arizona, our election election case, focused on um, making up my mind if I want to jump into this U.S. Senate race so that Arizonans have a senator who truly represents back in Washington D.C. And those and those are kind of two um, muses right now. That that being said, work really hard to get to get President Trump reelected. We've got to have him. He is the man for this moment in history, and he is the one who's going to stop this push to push toward common globalism, and I believe save America. Terry, I've been doing um, this a long time, and I write commentary and I write novels, and and when I watch Donald Trump come down the escalator at Trump Plaza, uh, Trump the Trump facility in New York, and I listened to his first speech, I said. To, to my broadcast partner at the time, he's probably going to be the next president of the United States. And everybody thought I was crazy. I went on to say, and I'm saying it again, because I want to point to not so much how prophetic I am, but how important he was. I said at the time, the most important thing going on in our country is not necessarily the election of Donald Trump and what he's going to do for the country today. The most important thing that he did, and we saw it demonstrated last Thursday and Friday, he appointed 185 judges to the federal court. And what we're seeing is that the payoff of those judges, both at the Supreme Court and, and district courts and appellates, they're attacking and they're not letting Joe Biden get away with a bunch of stuff that he's, and the Democrats to try and usurp the Constitution. That's right. So his legacy, if he's not reelected for a second term, his legacy of all the judges that he appointed well, we'll be with us many years after he's gone. So that's something that we have to be thankful for what he did, because that was a, a way of saving our chance at saving our country by putting in conservative judges who follow the Constitution. I agree with you 100%. I actually talk about it in my book. I talk about that moment when President Trump came down the escalator in the hour, and, and I've it, it it was like music to my ears. I said, finally, suddenly somebody speaking my language. This is finally a, ret a return Republican Party as it should be, a Republican Party that puts our country first, our people first, and re uh, restores what our founding fathers actually envisioned, which is we as people control the government and we're in charge. We, we have the, and President Trump um, was, incre was incredible. Said the same thing when he came down. Maybe we're, we're both just too smart, Dan. I said, that's going to be the next president. Breathe new life in the Republican Party, which frankly was on life support after we had a whole bunch of rhino, rhino um, Republicans and um, Republicans who were more concerned about the swamp than America. And so I am 100% um, percent that President, President Trump is for the moment, we're going to get him reelected and have an, a second term that is blockbuster. And if you think you think what he did first term was big, the second term is going to be even better. We're going to root out the corruption. And I'm so looking forward um, to his victory in 2024.
I agree with you. I think that, uh, again, I would say if he gets a second term, replacing more liberal judges with conservative judges further extends his legacy. And I think that's important. I want to raise another issue for you to, to think about. Um, I think the, in general, is this a generalization, many Republicans, many independents, and many conservatives are not paying attention to what I think will be an important issue for the Democratic Party in 2024. And when I mention it, people say, you're crazy. It's, it's not going to happen. I don't think we understand the magnitude at which the Democrats are using reparations to energize the Black communities around this country and how they will vote as long as the Democrats continue to promise them millions of dollars. Uh, if we don't pay attention to that, they're going to eat our clock. And I talk to people all over the country. They think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, I, I, I understand what's going on in the Black community. And I talk to Black leaders and they say, we don't want reparations. But I saw the video of the guy who was at the California committee, and he says, I don't care about police and fire. I just want to know where I'm going to get my $3 million check. Wow. And so, um, you know, I, I actually, I think that uh, President Trump did for all Americans, no matter what their, their skin was, God made them was improve life for everyone. We won with astronomy, with America first, overseas. And I know, I know that he's busy working, put, putting forth his Agenda 47, which is a way to empower us to uh, live, uh, live just a, a life, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, like we uh, are promised, promise, you know, to have the opportunity, the American, American dream. And so I'm, I know that his agenda, agenda is help lift all ships. And, and that he's about. He's a man who uh, loves, loves Americans. Doesn't matter uh, what their skin color is, what part of the country they're from, from uh, what religion they are. He is about improving life for all American Americans and sending our treasure overseas and starts and starting. He's a truth teller and a peacemaker. And I know that he's got huge support uh, with all Americans, Latino, Black Americans, you name it. He's got that kind of support. So we'll be busy getting those, getting those messages out and, and talk about in my book, the America First movement and how we have to have to make sure that it extends beyond this generation, beyond President Trump, beyond you and I, into our into our children, our grandchildren, our great great grandchildren. This is the way that that we save this greatest, greatest country on the planet. planet. I will say this: our foundation. Is still very strong, even though we're living in dark times, Dan. I mean, I think everyone would agree these are very dark times. But that foundation that those 50, 56 started, they uh, signed the Declaration of Independence 247 years ago, signing in effect the death warrant. And then they got busy working, working on the United States Constitution. That foundation is still incredibly strong. Unfortunately, the federal government, the house that's built on top of it, is, is teetering, and we need to rebuild that, and we need to shrink that federal government and uh, really get back to the Constitution. And I know, I know that we do that. I believe we're closer now to uh, getting back our country than we ever have been. We're closer today than we were yesterday and three months ago and two years ago, because more Americans are awake to what's happening. They're awake to how, to how corrupt government has gotten, and they're going to go out and vote like their lives depend on it in 2024. 
And um, that's why I'm working so hard to get the message out through my book and and, and through speaking across this across country. country about the importance of demanding election reform. Uh, you know, I, 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 I support that totally. I, I mean, the idea that we we can't get on an airplane, we can't we can't drive without a license identification. The idea that uh, it's it's something punitive to be, have a, a an ID card to be able to vote in an election is is absurd to me. And and I just think it's it's crazy. And we, we have to, well, frankly, and the left, you know, the the left they want to say just the left because there's people on the right who love this corrupt system as well, and them saying that. That's a racist thing to require voter ID. I find, yeah, I find that racist statement. Are they really, really saying, saying that people who happen to be minorities or because of the color of their skin or the neighbor the neighborhood they live in aren't able, aren't willing, aren't smart enough, enough aren't savvy enough to go out and, and get an uh, ID? This is, uh, this is absolutely uh, is pandering, and, and it's, a, it's actually a racist comment, what they've said. Do you have any feel in the moment what we have left? Do you have any feel for all the cases that they're they're trying to try, Mr. Trump, whether they'll be successful or not? I don't. No. I don't know. And I'm I'm facing my own. Um, you know, I'm I'm in a little courts right, courts right, and I think unfortunately the system is so corrupt from top to bottom. It's hard to find justice in the court system because the judicial system, in many ways, is corrupt. And, you know, we, we that saw that put forth a ton of evidence on our case. It, it was black and white, clear as day, the judge ruled against us. And it was not because we didn't have the evidence. I think it's uh, it takes courage in our judges right now, especially when it comes to elections. It takes courage, courage to say, I'm going to make a move that's going to require us to set aside an entire county because the elections were run in such a fraudulent way. That takes a lot of courage because, because that a big ball rolling toward a lot, a lot of unprecedented things. And, but, you know, we're living in unprecedented time to time calls, calls for unprecedented. I don't know that President Trump can get justice. I know he's an innocent man. The truth is on his side. And, and I, I pray there will be some justices and judges out there who do the right thing, not the political thing, but do the, but do the right thing. What do you hope to accomplish in, in your in your court cases? Uh, well, I hope that, that the, uh, we'll take a we'll take evidence and, and make a decision, either setting aside the election, decertifying it, possibly redoing the election in Maricopa County. But we can't have our elections run this way. The people have zero faith in our elections. 80, 80% Republicans, 61% of independents, and 30% of, of Democrats say, our elections are fraudulent. They're filled with fraud. So we have to do something. Something's got to give. And I think by just remaining in the in the in the arena, Dan, and not giving up, that we are um, continuing to get more information, more evidence is coming forward. Maricopa County is being forced to give us the evidence that we requ request public records. They don't want to, but they're being forced to. And every time, every time they get another batch of evidence, we discover more and more fraud. And so and, um, we're, we're just waiting for a judge to finally do the right thing. And I think we're going to have success with this case. I believe, frankly, when it comes to elections, our case is the only case out there that matters right now because it's the only case where we can win and affect change. And I hope that everyone, everyone will will get on board with our case. Pray for us. If you want to take part and help with our, our legal um, defense, you can do that by going by going to ArizonaFund.com. 
you know, this is a case that if that is success, and I think we will eventually, it can really bust open the doors to bringing about reform for our elections so that we can all have faith once again in our elections. And I'm also hoping to, that people will read my book and, and discover that it's a, by the way, it's a great read. It is a page turner. Everyone I know who's read it and has written to me said, oh my gosh, I couldn't put it down. I read it in one night. Um, it's, it's a book about how it doesn't matter where you come from. You have something to offer to save this country right now. There's a lot of great stories. I threw a few punches. I hope you don't mind. There were punches that needed to be thrown and I threw them. There's stories from the campaign trail, stories about my life growing up the youngest of nine in rural Iowa, working for everything that I wanted to have and working for the American dream, and then walking away from a dream job to somehow end up in the middle of the world of politics at this pivotal moment. It's inspiring. It's a little bit memoir. It's a little bit political suspense and intrigue, a bit of history, um, a little bit of faith in there. Actually, there's quite a bit of faith in there. And it's a true crime story as well, because we break down what happened here in Arizona on November 8th, 2022. So I hope that your listeners will, will buy it. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it at barnesandnoble.com or you can go to carrylake.com and you can buy it there directly from our publisher. We're doing so well that uh, we're already almost sold out on our second printing and I am getting great feedback from people who've read it. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. And thanks, Dan. Thanks for your leadership and helping us all understand what happens when somebody decides they want to make a change like you did. And I hope you'll come back on the show again. I would be delighted to. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. We'll be right back. Thank you, dear. Um, Thank you. I don't know why that was freezing up. but I don't know, through. but uh, uh, do you want me to send you a copy of the show? If you want, you can. You'll send it to whoever, um, whoever lined it up. I don't know if it was Ross or AJ or... AJ. I'll do it. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Good luck. I'll keep you in my prayers on that surgery. Yes, thank you and good luck. And uh, you're terrific. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. We are Americans, male and female, from many races and cultures from all over the world. One thing above all else is we are patriots who protect our nation and defend, when necessary, our Constitution from attacks both foreign and domestic. Today, as American patriots, we must take back our country from those who want to destroy it and us. We must start by taking back our children and their education. Parents, not union, should be in charge of our children's education. We must be sure that they are taught about the greatness of America and its people. Our children should not be indoctrinated with the belief that parents are racist and are evil and trying to destroy the world. As patriots, we must take back our country from foreign nations who want to destroy us and our way of life. Yes, as patriots, we want America to be first. We want an open and fair trade policy, energy independence, safe cities, and secure borders where we can grow and prosper as a nation of free people. Become an American patriot. Help take back America by voting Republican. Thank you for joining us today, and we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com. And give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.